Welcome to another episode of Weekend League. We asked last week who is going to be the first champion of the top five football leagues in Europe. And the title went to Inter Milano this weekend. Um, they managed to get their win while Bergamo, their competition, did not get the win. Which left them with so many points ahead that there's not enough matches left for Bergamo to catch up with them. Congrats to all the Inter fans. Um, they got to be the first of the big five. Otherwise, of course, we've seen other champions already crowned. For example, um, Olympiakos Pireos from Greece. Um, Ajax Amsterdam also just this weekend from the Dutch league. Uh, Glasgow Rangers in Scotland. Young Boys Bern in Switzerland. Um, Dynamo Kiev in the Ukraine. So various teams already crowned champions in their leagues. Manchester City did not get that this weekend, that kind of satisfaction, because uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool has been cancelled due to fan protests. Manchester United fans protested, um, yeah, against the Super League and, of course, the ownership, you know, the whole ownership strategies and all of the decisions, decisions that decisions. I'm sorry, that have been made over the past years by um, the uh, yeah Glazer brothers. Um, these fans went into the stadium, stormed it, and the teams weren't even on their way to it yet when the game was cancelled. There's no catch-up appointment yet, no date set. So um, at this very moment, uh, Manchester City got their points, but they cannot be called champions because technically Manchester United has that match less. Other news that we could look at or things to anticipate at least this week are uh, the Champions League second leg matchups. We have Manchester City versus Paris Saint-Germain today and then tomorrow, which is Wednesday, um, we're going to see Chelsea London play Real Madrid and we just got the news that Rafael Varane is missing for Real, but uh, Marcelo looks like he'll be able to play. We talked about his electoral duty as a Spanish national that he has to attend the uh, municipal elections tomorrow and help out there. But it looks like he's going to be flown in by private jet. So he's going to be able to play on Wednesday, it seems. Um, so far, so good. We're going to talk about that one in the next episode on Friday when we preview for the coming game days. But for now, let's go into the Italian League to see what happened. Serie A. Yeah, kudos once more for Inter Milano. With their 2-0 win at Crotone, they backed the championship while at the same time, or rather a day later, Atalanta Bergamo could not get beyond the 1-1 draw at Sassuolo Calcio. So since they didn't get those points, they're now 13 behind with 12 points left to get which crowns Inter Milano as champions. We yeah, we saw Inter win relatively late after Christian Eriksen came in. He immediately got that 1-0 and then Akhraf Hakimi followed up. Um, yeah, otherwise we um, saw Hellas draw 1-1 against La Spezia. Um, it doesn't make a difference for Hellas. They're not really going down or up. La Spezia was passed, however with that by Torino because Torino got a win on Monday today while I record this 
against Parma. Parma thereby also mathematically relegated. We kind of saw that coming, of course, mathematics or not. Um, so big win for Torino. They managed to slide by La Spezia from 16th into 15th slot. They have 34 points, 3 points ahead, just like La Spezia of Benevento, the first team with 31 points in the relegation zone. Still with chances to get out. Benevento, however, lost 2-0 to AC Milano on Saturday. Milano did what they had to do and also managed to rank up from 5 to 4 because Napoli dropped down from rank 3. What happened? Napoli only tied against Cagliari 1-1 and of course losing those points, we talked about it last Friday, losing those points in this phase of the championship is critical. Um, they're all competing for Champions League spots up there. Bergamo, Juventus, Milano, Napoli and even Lazio, Roma having one match less um, at 64 points. They can catch up point-wise to 67 and be at the same level as Napoli. And that is only two points behind the travel up there. Bergamo, Juventus and Milano in that Order so Juventus also went up from from uh, fourth to third because Juventus managed to win at Udinese very very late though Cristiano Ronaldo with a brace very late in the game a penalty and a header and um, yeah he managed to keep him in those Champions League spots and honestly it's so tied up there it was very important for them otherwise they might have to play Europa League which is definitely not what they are hoping to do. Lazio, of course, had to get that win. So even though they have that match less and they'll have to win that, um, it was important for them to get that win away to get in range of the Champions League. Otherwise, though, they can still play Europa League. They just have to win this catch-up match. And um, even if not, they're safely qualified for the Conference League. But I'm sure that they have other ambitions at this point they got a big four to three win after they were already leading four to one so wasn't that ideal that they had to fear for those points once more against Genoa on Sunday we also had another uh, Roma Genoa derby Santoria versus AS AS Roma a two to zero win for Santoria Uh, didn't make a big impact for them for AS Roma it didn't make a big impact either since they're not going to qualify for the conference league themselves other results were Bologna versus Fiorentina a 3-3 Bologna kind of distanced all right from the relegation zone from Benevento at this point Uh, Fiorentina of course would have really loved to have some more points um, but for Bologna, with a hat-trick or at least three goals, Rodrigo Palacio. So for him, definitely a team of the week card. But just like last week, we don't care because we get weekend league rewards from team of the season in FIFA. So far, so good for the Serie A. Let's move on to the Premier League. Premier League. 
And we mentioned it already. Manchester City got their win against Crystal Palace. Uh, they won 2-0 after goals from Aguero and Ferran Torres. But they cannot call themselves champions because Manchester United's match versus Liverpool on Sunday did not happen due to the fan protests. By the way, I do not want to um, just silence the Europa League. We're going to have, of course, two English teams also competing in the Europa League this week on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be seeing Arsenal London versus Villarreal. And uh, yeah, Manchester United is also playing at AS Roma. AS Roma. So that one is probably decided after the big win of United in the first leg. But yeah, they had a weekend off this weekend. The whole game day started with Southampton's draw versus Leicester City. Um, not so good for Leicester, of course, who needs to protect their Champions League rank right now. They're in third with 63 points. But now Chelsea only two points behind them with 61, equally qualifying for the Champions League. They're all trying to fend off West Ham in fifth place with 58 uh, Tottenham now in sixth place with 56, but they're all having one match more than Liverpool and Everton behind them with 54 in seventh and 52 in eighth place. And they didn't have the greatest weekend, for example, Everton losing to Aston Villa. Aston Villa wanted to, so for them, they're missing out on three important points that would have catapulted them into seventh spot and then also, you know, having better chances, especially when Liverpool has their catch up match. Um, to stay within the international ranks there right now occupied by Tottenham for Conference League and by West Ham for Europa League and West Ham themselves again uh, with the win uh, at Burnley on Monday uh, braced by Mikel Antonio so that was an important one to stay in range there also of the Champions League um, ranks only three points behind Chelsea who also got that important win on Saturday versus Fulham. For Fulham, it's also getting clearer and clearer that they will go down to championship for another year. Um, yeah, now instead of seven points behind Brighton, they are nine points and it is Newcastle and Burnley at this point because Newcastle was only, yeah, was not able at all actually to get points, losing two to zero to Arsenal. So Arsenal getting their shit together a little bit. And uh, yeah, Brighton getting that win away um, against Leeds. So Brighton jumping onto 14th rank all the way from 17. And yeah, again, that means for Fulham, nine points with um, only four matches left. It's only a matter of time until they're also relegated as the third team officially. And until the rest of the team, Southampton, Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, and so on, can take a deep breather. It looks like pretty much two or three match days early that the whole thing will be mathematically uh, sealed. Other than that, um, yeah, we talked about Everton's loss to Villa. We talked about Newcastle versus Arsenal. Oh yeah, Tottenham with a 4-0 win versus United. Gareth Bale with a team of the week because he had three goals in this one as well. I think he has a one-to-watch card as well for the FIFA fans, so Nothing that is interesting at this point anyway, but 4-0 overall for Tottenham. That is very interesting. Again, passing by Liverpool for the moment into the Conference League qualification rank. 
Um, and of course, still with chances for Champions League, Europa League, and so on. West Bromwich getting a point versus Wolverhampton. I mean, they also still have mathematical chances, but being behind Fulham, it's not worth mentioning if we mentioned already that Fulham has very little, very low chances um, to stay within Premier League this year. Then again, on Monday, Burnley 1-2 versus West Ham. This was the Premier League uh, for the 34th game day and we'll be previewing the 35th on Friday, of course. La Liga. And we mentioned it before the match day. If one of the top teams is suffering a loss, then most likely the chances are going to be lost for the championship. And of course, if you are in fourth place of the teams the least advantage of those teams and then you have a loss then pretty much after the game day you can say it's over at least that's what we're saying about FC Sevilla right now because Sevilla did not get the win that they need today on a Monday against Bilbao Bilbao with the next shocker win there um, 1-0 here uh, after Iñaki Williams scored and they're actually um, getting now into legitimate range of the conference league. Six points only left to catch up to uh, Betis Sevilla because Betis also only with the 1-1 draw against Valladolid. So six points both for Granada and Bilbao um, to make up for within four matches. Bilbada, Bilbada, Granada lost to uh, Cadiz so Cadiz kind of sealing yeah the safety net there um, but yeah Valladolid with another important point against Sevilla we kind of saw this draw coming I'm going to talk about that later on but Valladolid managing to stay in 17th right above the relegation zone um, Huesca almost escaping it with the super important win versus Real Sociedad so Sociedad or San Sebastian, however you want to call them, they are still located in fifth place and they were kind of looking like the secure Europa League uh, competitors there. But with that loss, they gave other teams a chance to catch up. So they now have 53 or still have 53 really. And Villarreal, after uh, an important win against Getafe, are now at 52 and then as we said Betis at 51 right behind him so still three teams narrowly competing for two Europa League slots the third one will go into the Conference League but again mind that's it. just about six points behind them are Granada and Bilbao still hoping for their chances um, the game day was open on Friday with Vigo versus Levante 2-0 win there um, Aibar got an important win versus Alaves on Saturday. So Aibar now still in the last place with 26 points. However, um, yeah, just four points behind uh, Elche and Huesca in 19th and 18th place and five points behind Valladolid. Again, um, five points with four matches left to go. I'm pretty sure that I said before this game day and I still stand by it that it's pretty much over for Aibar. But mathematically and also from what is possible in general it is not of course um, over for them just yet um, again my prediction is that they will go down but 
um, yeah, you never know. In in Spain, perhaps open as in no other big league at this point, at least for all of them still, right? We have at least one team in all of the other big leagues that is already definitely relegated. Here, that's not the case. Uh, Elche versus Atletico. Atletico got their important win. Um, they were going ahead before Real and Barcelona, so a little bit of pressure there especially as the table leader. But, uh, yeah, late goal by Marcos Llorente. Elche not able to escape the relegation zone. We talked about Huesca against San Sebastián. And Real Madrid also with a not-so-spectacular win against Osasuna. So they also stay in range. Two points behind Atletico in second place. Barcelona with their win at Valencia, 3-2. They remain in third place also with 74 points like Real. But again, Sevilla with the 1-0 loss, with the 0-1 loss today. So they're in fourth place with 70 points. Um, likely that is where they'll end up after the season, or at the very least, they're not going to be able to come into championship range anymore, we predict. That's it for La Liga I think that's all the results that I've thrown out left and left right at you here um you know the constellations now in the table or at least whatever's interesting about it let's transition to Ligue 1 Ligue 1 And the same principles applied this week in Ligue 1, where we also had three contenders. And we were saying if one of them loses equally, it's going to be difficult to catch up. And just like in La Liga, it hit the third, the last one of those three, or the lowest ranked in AS Monaco. In the late game against Olympique Lyon, they lost 2-3 to three after a very wild matchup. Um, now Lyon is just one point behind them. The third place uh, qualifies for the Champions League qualification. So still qualification that you have to go through. The fourth rank in turn is for Europa League only, quote unquote. Um, but for Monaco, of course, it meant championship um, Yeah, hopes probably buried. Three matches left to play. They are in third with 71 points, four behind Paris who is in second, and Lia, who is in first with 76. Um, we also saw a lot of red cards there in this match after the game. Yeah, lots of fights going on. But yeah, definitely a bad weekend, a dark weekend for Monaco. The weekend, uh, the match day itself was opened by Marseille. Olympique was playing Racing Strasbourg on Friday, and they did not manage to get the win. Just the 1-1 one, one which of course meant for them that they probably won't, or well, that they cannot pass by Lens. Uh, Lens, to remind you, was playing at Paris this week in a very difficult matchup for the surprise team who came up from the second league, Ligue 2, just about before the season. So this surprise team, they were risking to lose with a loss to Paris there uh, fifth rank which qualifies them for the conference league Marseille was clearly vying to get that spot so was Stadren but both of them failed again Marseille with the 1-1 against Strasbourg and even though Lens lost to Paris Paris thereby staying in the championship race they could not be overtaken because also Stadren losing at Girondin Bordeaux Bordeaux 
with yeah that surprising win in my eyes i honestly saw them being overtaken by lorient because lorient had that big chance they won actually against angers two to zero but um they only managed to catch up to both strasbourg and bordeaux because bordeaux got the win against stadren and stadren in turn in seventh rank still uh was not able to catch Lens. they're now two points are still two points behind Lens and Marseille with that extra point at least pulled to an equal 56 points in sixth rank between the two of them. Interestingly, they have the same goal difference as Lens, but Lens simply having scored more goals, which is the next best um, aspect, the next best uh, factor in my eyes, I think. Lille also with a 2-0 win against Nice, or Nice, however you want to say it. Um, on Saturday, so those two matches, Paris and Lille, were the only Saturday matches, and uh, besides the Monaco one, of course, the big ones to focus on this weekend. Both got their wins, both will stride forward, and we will just have to wait another game day or two to see if one of them stumbles, perhaps, and I would be okay with that. We have to wait until the very last day, and uh, that would be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement for sure. Definitely very thrilling. Other uh, matches this weekend were Start Brest versus Nantes. Nantes uh, coming off of a win, Brest coming off of a win, but Nantes definitely needing it more. And uh, so they did get it with a 4 1 away win. Uh, Brest going down into 14th rank, but still with good distance of six points to the relegation zone, which is now um, yeah headed by Nantes in a relegation spot, the 18th rank, with 34 points. Two points ahead of Nîmes. Nîmes uh, drawing 2-2 against Reims. And, uh, yeah, lots of points ahead of Dijon, who's already officially relegated. Dijon, again, losing this weekend to Metz, who is not really, yeah, able to achieve anything anymore in terms of qualification for this season internationally. They just went by nice into ninth place. Um, we talked about Lorient, we talked about Nîmes, we also had Montpellier losing to Saint-Étienne, but again, both teams not really going anywhere until the end of the season in terms of relegation or qualification. And then the final match, Monaco versus Lyon, yeah, that one was a spectacular one. It means Monaco will likely not be able to compete for the championship, instead they should be focusing on the Champions League qualification if directly or per qualification rounds we will see but Lyon is definitely going to try to catch up there and Paris still in the best position to get the direct qualification there so definitely no thrill lost in these last match days to come Bundesliga and we actually had a catch-up Bundesliga match today Mainz and Hertha drew 1-1. to Hertha coming out of the quarantine. Uh, they were three matches behind everybody else or everyone in general. They're still playing Schalke this Wednesday. So, um, of course, Schalke also was one match down and behind. So was Freiburg, which they're going to face um, yeah, next week, I believe. Uh, but for now, for the moment, let's look at the table uh, Schalke is still in last place, of course, relegated with 13 points. Hertha in 17th rank with 27. 
and then in the relegation spot Cologne with 29 so Hertha with two matches less than Cologne meaning that um, with their match coming up um, or oh, never mind coming up against Freiburg I believe um, they should be able to pull past Cologne and then they will face last uh, ranked team Schalke next week on Wednesday which is a chance to draw away even further and actually leave the relegation zone um, yeah leaving Bielefeld in those yeah third to last spot which qualifies you for that relegation matchup against the third ranked team of the second league so definitely a few changes coming up there in the table if Hertha manages to get some points um, we'll see what's happening but we're definitely looking forward to another game day this weekend a full game day for all teams in Germany Yeah, what can we say about the uh, predictions we made specifically at the uh, end of the last podcast? Um, Leicester didn't get the win, nor did Everton, but of course Chelsea for the um, yeah for the combo for the one point five odds was winning. It was you know predictable that that one was gonna happen. But again, so I thought about Everton and Leicester. But there you can see why these odds were at 2.0. Yeah, these bookies are not um, not inexperienced either. Uh, Wesca won against San Sebastian. So there the odds of 2.0 again, very, uh, very justified. Um, I would have decided not to risk it and go with Real and Atletico simply for the odds of 1.4 each. They were relatively low. Not low, low, but still in the in the range of where you're wondering if it's worth the risk taking for the money that you're getting back. But they did get their wins, so that would have been a good bet, even though it's just about, a, if you combine both of them, probably just about um, uh, doubling your your money. Um, we talked about Valladolid versus Betis, how um, Betis came off of five draws and how Valladolid had five draws in the last seven matches. So that one was actually a perfect prediction there because they, they did draw one to one. But again, very risky business anyway. Um, same with Marseille and Rennes, who I thought were going to be uh, keen to catch up with Lens, who did lose to Paris. But neither Marseille nor, nor uh, Rennes got their wins. Lille did, but only good enough for a combination bet, really, with 1.44 as odds. Not very lucrative unless you're a very safe better. Um, Lazio versus Genoa, um, very, very tight match there. Only 1.4 in odds, but definitely a sweaty match if you put your money on it. Neither Bergamo nor Napoli got their wins, so very low odds and still no turnout, or however you would say it, still no revenue. Um, and then Juve with their win against Udinese, something that I don't necessarily think I would have um, yeah, put my money on. But again, that wouldn't have been a good weekend for me anyway, except for a little bit of money uh, from Valladolid versus Betis, but I'm pretty sure I would have suffered losses here.
To wrap it up for today, let's touch on FIFA real quick. We had the Premier League being released uh, team of the season on Friday. We took a look at that. Today, it was follow-up by the release of the Saudi League. Um, I think these are options that are interesting if you link them well. But overall, we're going to see a lot better cards here very soon. We're all going to get rewards this league, this week, both... Um, from this league and from the Premier League for our um, weekend league for our foot champions results I myself managed to get back into what is it gold three rank I was really hoping for 17 wins but I don't even know if I got good red picks ever with 17 wins so even though I uh, had to play all the way to the end to be stuck at 16 I'm still glad that I'm getting my two picks which hopefully gets me at least one EPL player. Um, I hope it's not going to be Suchek because I already packed him untradeable. So that was good news for the weekend. He's only worth 35k or something. But I can tell you that were lots of packs held back on Friday. I packed Fofana for a value of 300k at the time. That's also what I sold him for. I think 305k or something like that because he uh, rose up to 320 at some point and I think right now he's going to be at 250 or somewhere else but I think I caught a good moment there made some 300,000 coins which was great I didn't plan on playing him even though he would have fit in I didn't think it was going to be the right moment to keep on holding on to him because you may just pack him from a guaranteed pack or may just get him four rewards on Wednesday slash Thursday I'm opening on Thursday usually it's too late I don't want to stay up that long um, but seriously, I think it's going to be fun to open. I sure hope that I'm going to get something out of it. Uh, even if not, I'm excited that I will get a chance there. And, I mean, fingers crossed, but I'm pretty sure for a guaranteed pick as well. And with that, I hope that I will get something besides Suchek, Fofana or Edasan. I don't know. I'm just having hopes that something might pop up. But we'll get more chances later on in the season. You know they're going to be um, keeping all of these kinds of cards later on for red rewards. So those are going to come back. Um, the ratings are not too high this year either. So we're going to see um, we're going to see additional high rated cards after the Tots promo. But overall, I'm happy that I already packed two. I also packed Pookie this weekend. Uh, tradable was able to sell him for another 35k and then again Suchek already somehow able to be integrated into the team but first I need to see what I pick uh, yeah what my picks look like my red picks I need to see what um, guaranteed player I will get and then I can see if I want to invest the money that I have about 750k right now into defensive options because obviously I can't afford uh, any offensive option from EPL but we'll see with the rewards if anything like that makes sense or if I should hold it all back and wait for more um, yeah I also have a bunch of players to throw into SPCs but I haven't really done any of the icon upgrades to forward or midfielder because I find it very random I think I'll actually at some point put it into a very specific player I've been wanting to wait it all out to see which positions I will still need what is most ideally um yeah needed and and where the links should be and i think i mean what i really want is something very great 
defensive midfielder, for example. Or I mean, I'd also be good, good like a, for a solid center back card. But I'm not sure if we not, if it's not easier to just replace those with tots cards later because they're usually cheap. It's probably best to go offensive. Maybe I'll go with a Dalglish or something like that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. First of all, that was another eighty-four pick, eighty-four plus picks. I'm gonna close that one. I got my rare mega pack from the Silver Beasts, and yeah, I'm gonna open a few more packs this week, hoping to an opening in the sense, you know, of whatever the game offers through um rewards. But I'm not gonna put money into this. Of course, I'm not gonna put any FIFA points in and uh, I just hope that with those packs that I can still get from SPCs this week that are coming my way from rewards and um, yeah also from the season objectives there's still some packs left there that I might be able to get that there is one more EPL pack coming my way that has a big one but we'll see we'll see first of all we have Saudi now, and um, I don't know. Is it going to be La Liga on Friday? Let's see what the screen will indicate in these next days. Yeah, I hope you're all um, enjoying the last match days as I am, that you're enjoying the TOTS content. I personally love the promo, and I think there's nothing better than getting guaranteed red picks every week from the promo itself knowing you have a guaranteed pack for both leagues that are featured every week and um yeah usually you can you can uh you can manage to to rotate it in a way that you're not running out of players to do these guaranteed packs and it usually works out pretty well cuz what you get is so high rated you can uh recycle it into next week's uh SPCs even though they're high rated as well so should be fine you all should be able to get your guaranteed players and that way at least we have some thrill even though it might end up to be the cheapest of those options always good to get high rated players always good to have some thrill there to see some flags coming your way for definite walks and walkouts and i think that's what the game is about that's where the fun is and it's good that we're at this point it's also nice to know that there's other promos coming where we have more high rated cards but i'm pretty much done i think with tots i'm not going to say the game is dead but once tots is over for me it's pretty much dead even though i always keep playing for fun but um in terms of really commitment and everything nah this is gonna be it but i already enjoy it for now and i hope you do too so um we'll hear each other on friday with the preview for the next match days looking forward to that yeah.